Hey friends, let me jump in here real quick to remind you of our sponsor, 25 Transportation and Solutions. That's 25 Transportation and Solutions. They give you quality transportation, delivery services that you can depend on, getting your freight to and from its destination safe and secure. Contact them at info at 25.org. That's I-N-F-O at T-W-E-N-T-Y, the number five, ive.org or you can call them at 240-479-6376 see you out on the road now let's get back to our episode of the truth and coffee time podcast Hey friends, welcome to the Truth and Coffee Time podcast with Diverse Love. I am Denise. And I'm Brian. Get your coffee or whatever your cup of joy is and settle in for some bold conversations, some random topics, a few cuss words, and a whole lot of us. Brian, let's go. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into the Truth and Coffee Time podcast. Of course, I am D, and Mr. B is out doing Mr. B-ish. I know y'all know y'all get tired of me saying that, but Mr. B don't normally sit in on a lot of interviews. It's tug of war to get him to sit in on on our our actual episodes. So y'all keep Mr. B in prayer. Pray him up, pray him up so he can sit in on more interviews because when he does, he has amazing questions. But we are Truth and Coffee Time and our brand is Diverse Love and we are so excited that you guys are joining us. And tonight we have with us an amazing young lady, Miss Naquita Makel Gary, and she is the owner and creator of Tinker Jewels LLC. And I know Naquita is a stay-at-home mom and she's an employee and a wife, but I believe, I think as of this month, correct me if I'm wrong, you have become a full-time entrepreneur, a full-time business owner. Am I correct? Absolutely correct. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. Congratulations. Give me a little bit more about you, Naquita, something that I may have not said or in that intro. First of all, we are so excited to have you here with Truth and Coffee Time. And we congratulate you on going full time with your business. That is amazing. It is amazing. And we work so hard as entrepreneur with our one foot in our full-time job and the other foot in our full-time passion. And it's amazing when we can release one, you know? lifted. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us a little bit more about you. Sure. Well, thank you. Because that was a good introduction. So I appreciate it. (laughs) You're very welcome. Yeah. I am a stay-at-home mom. My son is one years old, so running a business um, at home <laughs> with my yes. Um, And I just recently got married. It's only been a year. Well, congratulations! Um, thank you so much. Oh, you just winning on all on all platforms here. Well, God, well, God blessings. God blesses with you. Yes. Um, and yes, I did just recently um, put in my two weeks. So now I'm a full-time entrepreneur. Um, I am, I also have a couple of degrees that I'm not utilizing anymore, but um, I will say that's mostly everything about me. I have a couple of degrees. I have, um, I used to have a storefront, but I do not have a storefront anymore. I'm mostly um, online based. Mm-hmm. I am in DMV. I'm a DMV native. So what were your degrees? Because you mentioned you have a couple degrees. What were your degrees in? Associates in arts. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my business is in, I mean, my healthcare management degree and bachelor's. Well, you know, you're saying you're not utilizing them anymore, but I, you know, beg to differ because you are creating your jewelry, you're an entrepreneur, and that right there in itself is mm-hmm. a creative artistic role. And, you know, healthcare management, my, I, my oldest daughter, she has a minor in healthcare advanced um, patients 
And then she does also um, public education. And she always says, you know, mom, I'm not utilizing, but you are because you're caring for people, you're caring for your your family, you're caring for your child. So you've gotten a little bit more of just um, experience, but you got a little bit of discipline in the background to say, hey, I can help, you know, socially with my son because I kind of know what to look for. You know what I mean? So I definitely beg to differ because we use the, we may not be getting paid for those right. degrees, but we're definitely utilizing the discipline around them every day. So I have to remind my daughter of that. So I'm reminding you of that as well. Thank you. <laughs> that's a lot of money. I know, right? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Now tell us, you know, I always ask this question. Of, of my um, guests, because I, I always feel like there are listeners on here that knows you and they know you well, and they will hear this podcast and, oh my gosh, you know, my friend is on, is interviewing, but there are other people who don't know. Tell us some things or something about you that, that most people may not know. Um, I was, I can sing. Okay. Much. Now. <laughs> Well, I am, I go to church. Mm -hmm. um, so I used to be a part of the praise team and the choir and leading. And then I used to teach um, praise dance at my church. So I would say that's interesting because people probably didn't know that. Mm. <laughs> I can sing very well. Wow. So, so um, how long have you been singing since you were little? Yeah, since I was little. Yeah. I it's grew up in the church too. So I grew up in the church, grew up in the choir, grew up and then started teaching Sunday school. The whole, Yeah, I, I know the whole thing. So that is amazing. That is amazing. So do you enjoy singing? Do you sing much anymore? Um, I enjoy it. I do not sing as much as I used to. I just sing around the house with my kid. But other than that, <laughs> I don't sing. I do sometimes when my church does ask, I do come in and do a solo, mm -hmm. uh, but not as much as I used to. Yeah. And then is your church locally in the DMV? Mm -hmm. Not too far. I love the fact that, you know, here again, you're utilizing that artistic part of you with the singing and the creativity. So I love that. So tell us one of your favorite childhood memories. Oh, I will say my favorite childhood memory, and my mom might kick my butt if I. <laughs> I thought my mother was rich. So you thought who was rich? My mother was rich, and she would bake us um, cinnabons every Friday, basically mm -hmm. before we go to school. Mm -hmm. Thought she had so much money, I wanted to invite all the neighbors in to come get the cinnabons. I'm like, she's okay. She got some more money. She got some more, but. <laughs> He never complained. Um, I would say that's my favorite, <laughs> just the Cinnabons, because my mom made it seem like everything was good. And we were, we had no idea what she might have been going through, but that was just the fact that it was always, every Friday she dedicated Cinnabons, and that was our day to go out to eat. You know what? Food. You know, it's so funny how food... <laughs> and when you... I, I've asked this question so many times on this podcast, and most times, nine times out of 10, it's surrounding some food. <laughs> is that all? Girl, it's all about the food. I'm not shy. You know, I, I love yeah. the food. So it is all about the food. That is great. So tell us how your, now in your jewelry, mm -hmm. um, in, with your jewelry, do you create some of your jewelry as well? Or tell me about a little bit about that. So when I first started, I started my, well, this is not my first business. Mm -hmm. I was at a business. Well, let, well, you know, but then let's back up. Let's back oh. up. Let's walk your journey. Because okay. I'm sure there are, are people out here who want to know, well, how did you get from point A to point B? I know some people who are jewelry makers. I had a um, a young lady who I interviewed with, um, Miss Natalie, who is amazing. And, you know, but she had a whole journey before she got to that, to jewelry. So tell us a little bit about what your journey looked like. Well, when I first started, um, I was, I think it was 2016, I started creating, it was called Simply Charming. It wasn't Tinker Jewels just yet. Mm -hmm. um, Simply Charming. And I used to hand make charm bracelets. Um, and it was just like costume jewelry. Mm -hmm. And I was with an ex-boyfriend and he was helping out a little bit with the jewelry. But it, when that ended, the business ended. Mm -hmm. um, 
wasn't really a huge business just yet. It was just something like, okay, I need extra money coming in because I had lost my job. Right. Um, Uber driver. And that's been when um, Uber was like really, really, really new. So it was yeah. not like drivers. Um, so I was like, I have to find some other way to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started just creating it and then selling it to people in the neighborhood or selling it to some family members. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't have a passion behind it at first because I had a, my angle was like, I have to get money. So it was never right. a passion. Um, and then I gave up and then I started making, um, do you remember when first slides were such a big thing? Mm-hmm. First slides and it was still called simply charming, but, mm-hmm. um, I was working two full-time jobs and I was a full-time student. And then I was like, there is no, and I was making it on demand. So mm-hmm. there was no way I could keep up with this. I was like, I have to give up. I have to give up on this. Mm-hmm. Then I meet my husband who was, was my boyfriend at the time, but I met my mm-hmm. husband. Like, how about you do it this way? So, we started, I started over and I started creating the hand making charm bracelets and hand making necklaces and earrings and keychains. Wow. Um, creating it and then making it in bulk and then selling it on Etsy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it grew really fast. But right. then um, it, it started to outgrow me. Mm-hmm. So I could keep making them and then people were asking for more and then people wanted more custom pieces and it started to get really <laughs> a headache and so I paused again yeah and I was like you can't keep giving up let's just yeah. try it again yeah. um so I ended up doing more of a research and see ma- writing down my why of why I wanted to do this in the first place absolutely absolutely and that's what kept me going a little bit so I started um after well, that well what was your why at that you time, what you wrote your why was? It was at the time because my why has changed a lot. But of my course, why, of course, um, it was just financial freedom mm-hmm. and peace of mind. And I knew I did not want to work for nobody else. Mm-hmm. But it was like financial peace because um, working two full time jobs and still trying to make ends meet was insane. Mm-hmm. So um, that was my why for that. Then, um, so it grew. I really started to create pieces that make sense to me instead of just creating things I think would sell. I started making things that matter to me. Mm. Um, and then I started doing more of a research and finding people who can make it for me instead of me doing the hustle and the bustle with mm. stressing about making it. So now I have vendors everywhere who helps me um, create things that I love. Yes. I have rebranded multiple times because it's still with jewelry. You have to grow right. with the the trends you have to see what's going on um and i that's i will say that's my journey because that's now in 2000 which was 2018 is when i got my llc mm-hmm. and i got my trade name and then i got uh, my business name and all that um good stuff to make sure that i'm good <laughs> mm-hmm. and then um now we're, we're a full-time entrepreneur so it grew <laughs> So how did how did you go about finding vendors to help you put your pieces together? Trial and error, I will say with, um, there's a lot of places like Alibaba or AliExpress and you have to really communicate and they, they'll send you so many samples and test it out mm-hmm. for a while. I normally will give them an idea of what I want something to look like, or if I like some of their pieces that they're selling, mm-hmm. um, or wholesale mm-hmm. or I do drop shipment. Um, and then I also try to like to trademark it so no one else can copy certain pieces like other you know you can't use there's gonna be some stuff right. that's people but do a lot of communication and whatsapp is the amazing thing where you can communicate with your vendors through there mm-hmm. i basically just trial and error see which vendors i like um how their communication is um how much stuff is to transfer right. from china and other places out of the country there was a lot of trial and error mm-hmm. you know, money a lot doing that yeah. part yeah. Now, now, do you utilize the, you said something about drop shipping and mm-hmm. I know that there's a lot of people who are interested in drop shipping, but they just don't know where to start. Where, what advice would you give people that want to dive into the drop shipping? And I mean, cause I know people who have materials and products right now and they want to do drop shipping. They just don't know where to start. And there's so much information out there. It's just saturated and you get so confused. So where would you say to start with that? Um, For me, I would say start with, um, go to AliExpress mm-hmm. and start AliExpress. Um, and especially AliExpress and Alibaba. Mm-hmm. Um, because 
and contact the wholesaler itself. Like if you see some people that they have, mm-hmm. say if you actually physically carry the inventory, they can hold the inventory for you and they can actually ship it straight to the customer instead of you doing the entire thing yourself. Mm-hmm. Or ship it all to you and you do your own special brand packaging and then you can ship it to the customer yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say just contact the wholesaler itself, the one you're very, very interested in. Um, let them know that you're interested in drop, drop shipment. They'll ask you how you want to do it. They say, do you want to keep the inventory here or do you want us to ship you the inventory? Um, I say, if you are small space, let the people inventory, mm-hmm. and they'll ship their way. Um, but if you want to build a brand, I will say, let's get all this stuff. I didn't wholesale, um, put your logo and everything on it and it's do it that way. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's not as hard as people think it is, mm-hmm. but they, Trying to do the research like YouTube and everything is mm-hmm. so vague. Mm-hmm. It is so, vague. so I would say contact the wholesaler directly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're they so flexible. Yeah. Now, does how long does shipping take for you to receive the um, shipping? When I, I don't no longer do drop shipment anymore, but when I used to, um, it took about two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. It would take two to but three. But you weeks. would get it, but you would get it in bulk, right? So you yeah, could, I would get yeah, okay. So it's not like piece five days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're getting it in bulk. And so now what do you do for, for vendors now though? Because you say um, you don't do it anymore. So for now I am creating, um, a lot of like custom necklaces and custom okay. photos um, and custom jewelry. Mm-hmm. So I them create the jewelry for me. I give them an idea of what I want my custom pieces to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they create it for me. They ship it to me. I put it in my packaging and I ship it out. Mm-hmm. And it's, Thing, um because we're still I'm still being creative we work together to come up with ideas mm-hmm. and then it's a, sometimes they have the best ideas too so right absolutely um and then testing it out and then shipping it out first mm-hmm. I mean after that because I have to test the jewelry out of course because I my goal is to make sure that um things are stainless steel tarnish free yeah um, and waterproof because I'm like my goal is I have a one-year-old I am not taking off jewelry every single day mm-hmm. I'm like, that I can sleep in if I actually fall asleep while I'm playing. Mm-hmm. So that's my goal. Um, but I will say, if you are interested in something like that, test the jewelry out for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, places will say it's stainless steel and it's not. Right. So it's a trial and error. It's definitely trial and error, but get in contact with whoever you're interested in. And you said you have your own branding. So <laughs> you get how? Do, where do you get that printed up? Is that something you just get printed up and you have on hand? So when you when you have a um, an order, you could just package it up. Yeah. So I create my stuff off a of Canva app. Mm-hmm. My business cards, um, my own flyers, um, my logo as well off Canva. Um, and then when I want certain packaging, like I'm gonna show you one, like my little baggies that mm-hmm. has my logo in it. I mean, oh, I like that. Show it. Show it again. Mm-hmm. Oh and yeah, like, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just send it to, you find another vendor. Um, if you want to do it, um, a little bit cheaper and find it in bulk, yeah. just send a logo and then they'll make your packages for you and you can just mm-hmm. get them back to have your packages ready. Mm-hmm. But I create, that's the part where I am creating a lot. It's like the packaging, um, how I want my packages to look, the flyers, the inserts of the packaging. Um, I do all that on Canva. Canva's amazing. Yeah. I use, I utilize Canva. I have a, a really good friend of mine, uh, a friend of mine who co-authored my children book with me, and she is the one who who introduced me really in depth with Canva. I used to use Canva, but I really didn't know what it could actually do for you, you know. And um, I took a few of her classes, and my God, like I still haven't tapped into everything that this this, yeah. this platform has. But you can literally go out there and create everything. And you can do it for free. If you're really creative, that platform you can utilize for free. I mean, I, I have the professional, but literally you don't have to. If and you fire and everything yes. from that mm-hmm. to find someone to do it for you. You can literally utilize that tool to mm-hmm. the T. To the T. So what do your what do your friends and your parents, how do they describe you? Um, I will say as a go-getter. Yeah. Uh, I'm always, they always describe me as the optimistic because mm-hmm. when things get crazy, I always say, God don't play about me. Yeah. Yes, girl. 
always say that. And it's, it's, I'm like, it's okay. And my Nana was always say, you're so happy. You just say, it's okay. It's okay. Like, cause God doesn't play about me. I know it might be rough right now, but I'm going to mm -hmm. get through this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and a go-getter. Um, I'm always going to make sure I get things done. Mm -hmm. um, I've been a hustler since I can I've been born, I think, because for my mom, she's a nurse and her whole goal was to make sure things were taken care of. And I was like, I'm going to be just like that. I'm going to get everything. Mm -hmm. So I would say a go-getter and I'm very positive about everything. Yeah. So it was, it was your journey. It was inevitable that you would become an entrepreneur because just describing, you know, who you are and how your family or friends would describe you, that that entrepreneur journey that was already embedded in you, you know, <laughs> but but I know as a young person, you kind of didn't know what direction that felt like or what that really meant. Right. So at what step, what did um, this entrepreneurship really, how did it intrigue you? What what made you really push to want to do it? Um, I follow a lot of entrepreneurs on um, Instagram, like Mia Ray, um, Ron. Um, I follow them, and their stories is always what intrigues me, and how they get where they are um, always intrigued me. And I was like, okay, I know I can do this too. Yeah, um, and the fact that you have to work harder, mm -hmm. you do. You have to, if it's, it's like when you wake up and you say, if I don't get this done today, there is no money to be made. I mm -hmm. can't get it done. I, I have to wake up and keep going. That's intriguing to me. And the fact that I love that. Mm -hmm. I love, I do the not. The grind. Like, the grind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You do not know how to sit still. I don't. <laughs> I need, like I took this weekend off and I am going crazy. <laughs> And I'm like, I need to do something. I'm, I need to do something. And he's like, no, just relax. You'll be okay. But that's the most intriguing thing is that the story behind everybody's entrepreneurship and where they came from, how they started. Um, a lot of single parents. I've seen people been homeless and they're doing amazing. So I wanted like a story just like that. Yeah, it is. You know, you you hit on something. It's not about the entrepreneurship it's about the story that led to the person becoming an entrepreneur. This is why we interview, you know, so many people. I mean, our podcast is really based more on relationship and a little bit of, of, of society and culture. But we added the entrepreneur piece in because we felt like, you know, we have a story. You know, <laughs> as the podcast host, we had a whole story as to why we are who we are and how we got together and, and how we became diverse love. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so it was like, there are so many other people that have a story of how they became on their journey or how did they get on their path? And people don't always remember your entrepreneurship, uh, but they remember your story. You know, your why of how you got to be in it, because that's more relatable to them because it's somebody yeah. it's somebody sitting back going, oh, my gosh, I was that person or I was homeless, too, or or I had to walk to work, too, or, you know, all these things. And so it gives them that little bit of hope to say, if that person can do it, then, damn, I could do it, too. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah, so exactly. I love a story. Love a good story. <laughs> Always a good story. Always a good story. All right. So my next question for you is what are some of the challenges that you have been facing as you're working to get your venture going? And I know now you're a full-time entrepreneur, but you had told me earlier when we were talking about this interview is that you have been in this business for five years before you finally was able to take this leap. So tell me about the challenges that you faced before you could take this leap? Um, I would say some of the challenges I faced was finding um, balance. Mm -hmm. Especially when I was working um, a full-time job, I used to work at home yeah. and then stay a home mom and run a business. That was a hard task to try to balance mm -hmm. everything. Um, and another challenge was trying to make sure funding your business because I was depending on my job paycheck to mm -hmm. fund. Mm -hmm. You still have a family to take care of. You still yeah. have to take care of. And then so your business isn't growing as fast as you would like it to because you can't 
do as much as you want because you have to fund your business. Right, right, right. First challenge is that you do it by yourself at first. Now I have a, I have my first employee, so I'm so excited. And she's I know that's me. right. <laughs> um, but now it takes cust- dealing with customer service, um, still shipping the package. Um, and then some other challenges, my Nana, um, she used to pack, she would ship my orders for me. Mm-hmm. Um, not mine. She would come pick it up and she'll go ship my orders yeah. um, at open heart surgery. So now I am in the bind of trying to find a good day to ship packages with like three trash bags full and a one-year-old. It's like, okay, take this to the post office. Um, So I would say those are the challenges I face. It has gotten a lot easier because I know that I am a full-time entrepreneur. I can find a little bit of structure. I have to understand that there is no balance. Yeah. It isn't. There is no balance. (laughs) It's like Jenga. It's like that game Jenga where you pull out one block, but you got to make sure that all the other blocks are balanced. But you, but so you can't prioritize. You just gotta pull out the block you need to work on now. And no. <laughs> <laughs> it is, I would say that's a challenge. And staying com- committed was mm-hmm. one of the because every day you, when I first started, you don't get sales every day, and it gets discouraging because you're like, I know this is a good piece of, pe- of jewelry. I know they like it. I see the yeah. like, and knowing that people who you think will buy from you, yeah. Well, not and understand that your family and friends are not going to support it until they see things happening. They're not your customer. They're not your customer. We have to we have to learn that the the hard way. Yeah. And your friends, they are absolute. That's not your targeted customer. And they're not repeat. And and that's not to say not one or two of them won't that. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that the majority of your family and friends, they're not your customer and they won't support you until they see others until they see it growing for some reason with your family and friends you have to stay on the proven ground you have to prove it yes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's a hard pill <laughs> to swallow though and i'm a family oriented person mm-hmm. so it hurt me and i was like well maybe this is not a good idea mm-hmm. um i would say those are the biggest challenges i face i'm trying to think of anything else recently especially with um switching over Hmm. Um. I, I don't think it was nothing so far. Right now, it's going smoothly. Mm-hmm. But I will say, challenges was just staying committed despite the mm-hmm. fact that you don't get sales every day. Um, it's not what you think it is. Uh, <laughs> and understanding that everyone's not going to support. Yeah. Absolutely. You know um, what's? You know what's? Um. What you said. You said that. Your family and when family and friends don't support you like you think they should, it starts putting doubt in your mind. Like, yeah, should I be doing this? That's the tough part. That's really the tough part because it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that the doubt sets in when we don't get that support from our family and friends because your dream is your dream. It's not their dream. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not their dream. I'm saying that because I had to get there. Because, girl, that thing, that it hurt. It hurt. I mean, to the core, it hurts, you know? Especially when you know in your heart that you would support them. Oh, big time. You know? Yeah. So, <laughs> so it sets that doubt in your mind. So you have to really kind of, you know, gird yourself up and, and still love your family and your friends. And know that they're not your audience. They're not your customer. No. Eventually. They'll come around. <laughs> no, that's- yeah, <laughs> they definitely will. So uh, so how you were saying that, um, like funding, have you ever um, tried like GoFundMes or crowdsourcing for your business? Um, I have not. I have not tried that. Um, I was thinking about it, but I... With Shopify, now that I am making the amount that I am making, Got it. Um, Shopify will give you working capital now, mm-hmm. um, so, which I am so thankful for. But they right. give you, work, but I didn't even know crowdsourcing was a thing. Yeah. If, um. Until I saw this question on here, I was like, "What the heck is a crowdsourcing? <laughs> what do I know about this?" And I'm so mad. No. Um. But I would definitely do that. But I do like to reach out though to customers and see like should I launch this? How do you feel about this? What are you more? Yes. Yes. Are you like ring or hoops or stud 
person or you are a custom or you like it a little bit bling. I do like to do stuff like that. Just help me to grow and see my target audience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, you could put surveys together and just send out to your to mm-hmm. email list, you know, um, survey monkey, you could do a free survey. I think that you're allowed to have up to 40 free surveys and you can, and they allow you to send, send it out. And then when it comes, when they start coming back, it'll also put it in metric form for you. So you can see metrics and graphing. So you can see where you are, what what you're doing and according to the questions that you ask. So like if you have already have your email distro, put you a quick little uh, five or six question survey uh, together off SurveyMonkey and then do an email blast out to them. And then as they start answering them, You'll start getting responses um, ah. survey, and it'll put it to put it a metric together for you, so you can see it. It's really cool, and it's so many tools. for the it's first so- forty. <laughs> Thank you. There's a lot of tools out here. Very much. Thank so- you. Definitely gonna put that down. <laughs> so I'm gonna step back to Etsy. How? Because yep. um, you said now you're on Shopify. Yeah. So are you are you on Shopify and you're still doing a little bit of Etsy, or no. do you switch over? No more Etsy, just all Shopify. So which one do you like the best? Um, I would say in the beginning of my journey, because you're not, you don't want to have to build an entire website. They mm-hmm. do it all for Etsy. Mm-hmm. It's a good start for crafting people. Like those mm-hmm. who don't know where to go and mm-hmm. trying to build your customers is a great way to start. Because when you're your first time, you're a business owner and you have a regular website, no one really knows who you are. Mm-hmm. There's Trust not Am and West website. They, it looks like a scam, but you know, because we're a black owned business, we're always scamming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so but, they say. So they say. But Etsy, you can do so much. Like they'll even, you can do your ads. Um, and you, it's like such a big platform that so many people are on. It's so much easier to find you, especially if you decide to pay for ads. Um, and then the best part about that, once you build your client base, mm-hmm. you can know, hey, we're switching over to Shopify or send your new business cards with their order um, yeah. that way you can build your email list that way you can change all those emails from etsy to shopify and say this is on your website Got so it. just starting just so you can get people to know who you are and then buy something because etsy at least you can kind of trust the source yeah um, but i will say try if you're just starting etsy is amazing but after a while once you start making a little bit too much um their fees are out of this world yeah. they're a lot but switch over after that but the beginning oh it was amazing i love etsy yeah so so you were saying that shopify gives you working capital now explain that what what does that mean what is working capital so basically after you make a certain amount um for a couple months and i can't really i don't know exactly what it is because it came out of the blue they're mm-hmm. like oh congratulations on your increase in sales um they'll start giving you working capital mm-hmm. so they'll give you a loan um Basically, like b- between two hundred to fifty thousand, depending mm-hmm. on what you deserve. Right. Um, I started off with getting two hundred dollars, and I was like, I'm gonna use that bad boy. That's um, right. That's right. Anyhow, um, and what they do every time you get a sale, they take um ten percent from that sale. Mm-hmm. So that was twenty dollars. You get two dollars. Yeah. Um, and then you pay it off that way. So you have to constantly keep getting sales, and so you don't have to. You can pay them off early if you would like. Or you can just wait till you get your sale and they um, take the 10%. And then sometimes at the end of each loan, they'll waive the, fee, the rest of the fee. That is amazing. I didn't know that was a thing. until so, <laughs> I was like, well, thank you because I needed that. Mm-hmm. But that's a, it's an amazing thing. So they, if you keep going on Shopify, they will give it to you. Oh, you can't randomly send it to you. I love that. I love that. I've never heard of that. All the people I've talked to that use Shopify, I've never heard of that. So thank you. So you um, keep going it's gonna happen <laughs> yeah so for you listeners out there who are utilizing shopify um just look into that working capital because you keep getting them sales in you get i have a uh shopify that's dormant right now because we we switched over to um square space oh okay. and so we switched over to squarespace because a friend of mine was doing our website for us which i love but but shopify seemed to be a little bit more easier you know, to, to maneuver, um, then, 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 um, then Squarespace. But I think either each platform, it just depends on what you're used to working with, you know, 
But there, but Shopify has made it now where they're giving you so many, um, so many incentives that people want to continue to utilize them. So I'm glad you you explained that. I so, love it. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. So now, um, for a person who wanted to get into custom jewelry or entrepreneurship around custom jewelry, what do you? What would you say that their strength, uh, strengths, and their traits should be? Um, I will say patience is a good a good strength because when you're doing custom pieces, you can't please everybody. Right. Oh, um, so you have to be very patient with it because you want to have to make sure you trust your vendor because there are sketchy vendors out there, mm-hmm. um, and you want to trust your pieces a lot mm-hmm. and can't rush the process because um, if you rush it, you can get a piece that can turn. You can get customers who don't trust you anymore. Right. Um, patience is a big thing and being um, accountable mm-hmm. because sometimes delays happen mm-hmm. and if you're not an accountable person and you can't own up to your customer and say, okay, this is what's going on. This mm-hmm. is why we delay. you have an option to refund or do you mind waiting? Um, but you have to be a little bit more, you have to be very accountable because especially when you're working with outside vendors and the way the world is, you just never know what could happen and you might not can even use that vendor anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very accountable is a good um, strength and trait. Mm-hmm. And um, I will say those main two, patience and being accountable because mm-hmm. this industry, I will say for customs, especially customs, because I do still sell regular pieces of jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um bracelets and stuff that I still kind of make like I still will make some necklaces when I have a chance right Um, but I will say definitely have patience and understanding that everyone is not going to be happy (laughs) you can't right right. Mm -hmm. and uh stay strong pray every single day (laughs) yeah because like you said you may not get any sales for days and then you don't want to give up on your dream you know because it's, it's entrepreneurship is not for the weak at heart. It really isn't. It's not. And you have to be a strong person. I was very um, timid, I would say. Um, I'm strong in other areas, but like putting my face out there. And um, now I use TikTok a lot. I I love TikTok. I get on there and I will promote and you can make almost thousands in a night. Mm -hmm. Just from Um, I will say you have to be confident too in what you're selling because if you coming off that you're a little timid and you're soft spoken they're not going to buy from you because if you don't seem like you're confident in what you're selling mm-hmm. um so I stay be very confident um patient um and strong and very strong because it's a it's a crazy world <laughs> some crazy out there but staying strong how do you utilize tiktok to convert into sales um, right now I get on live. You have to have at least a thousand followers on mm-hmm. TikTok. Um, and once you go on live, you can just start talking about what you sell. I show the pieces. I show some customs. Um, I do give out a lot of freebies. So I say like, if you purchase from me while I'm on live, you will mm-hmm. get a free jewelry with your order. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to bring in more customers. And I will say two weeks right before I decided to quit was my first night. I made a thousand off just um promoting in 30 minutes mm. and i on tiktok on tiktok <laughs> yeah no. and it was something because my husband's like i told you you need to start putting your face out there because i'm behind the scenes kind of girl like me, I too. me too my pictures of my stuff and i'm like i hope to see y'all in a pop-up and that's the only time you're gonna see me mm-hmm. um now i get on live and it's, it seems awkward because you seem like you're just talking to yourself right i have a whole tinker family now <laughs> i love and it, it. They're sending me messages like, I haven't seen you all weekend. Are you okay? I'm like, <laughs> I've taken a moment. I'm taking a moment. But it's a great platform yeah. for people who, especially your, like if you sell pieces of product base, mm-hmm. it is the amazing platform. While we have the chance to use it, I will say people need to use it. And mm-hmm. just promote it. Yeah, like, because it looks like they're trying to take it away or, yeah. or governing it. So it just seems like every time you get a platform that, people are actually driving on it's like the government wants they either want a piece of it and if they can't have a piece of it they try to minimize it or take it away and i say use it while you can because Mm -hmm. at least if you don't you can always bring your customers wherever you go right so 
build a good customer base because um, word of mouth is a huge thing, especially when you are a small business. Word of mouth is an amazing thing. So if you can at least bring the customers, let them talk to their family and everything. Right. Um, TikTok is amazing. Hmm. You know, we have a TikTok uh, for our podcast. And we probably got about five posts out there. And and only reason those posts are out there is because my granddaughter, she's 10 years old. And she'll say, you know, Emma, let me just put something out there for you. Yeah. And I don't I gotta, make I gotta figure it out. Huh? I'm, I don't make as many videos as I should because I I'm not really creative behind the scene trying to figure out what to do. And I'm not doing nobody's dance. So I <laughs> And that's when I see TikTok, that's all I think of. So it's like, I can't do that. I don't know what else to do. So I'll promote, but getting on live is, is great. You mm-hmm. just have to have at least a thousand followers to do it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you. <laughs> all right. So here we are toward the end of the interview. And I want to ask a few questions that I ask all of my guests. And one is, is how do you give back to yourself? Like, what does your self-care look like? I will say I wasn't doing that. I'm always busy, um, but my husband makes sure I do. So I will go take myself out to the spa um, at least once a month. or And I go get, make sure I get my nails done and just some time to myself. And even if it's driving around to go get some ice cream. Right. Because um, especially being a stay-at-home mom, it's no, you, you're on a go. There's no, your job is never done. So I don't. I just started doing self-care um, and taking my tail to bed yeah. is a big thing for me because I, my mind is always on the go. Even when you're an entrepreneur, it's like, okay, maybe I can launch this. Maybe I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, go to sleep. That was my main <laughs> self-care. And my shower time. I will make sure I stay while my husband knows my shower time is my time. Yeah. And stay in the shower at least 30 minutes to an hour because that's time to breathe, cry. Yeah. Um, whatever I need um, just so I don't take it to bed with me with yeah. my um, that's I just started doing this and I'm hoping I can do a little bit more self-care mm-hmm. um, and not because I'm always giving and helping and doing what I want to do for my family that I don't take time for me um, but I, that's some of my self-care I'm gonna do better though <laughs> you know I, I love it I do the same thing I'll be in the shower for an hour and I cry I pray <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, I talk to God, I talk to myself, you know, it's really one of those things where I leave it all in the shower. Every yep. So every- once I get out and rinse off and, and do. oh my God, oh my God, because you really, you've heard yourself. So you release in it. So yeah, I love that. So I know you said you just, um, you just got married. You only been married about a year. Um, so who, um, who, who pours back into you? Like, who empowers you and does your husband play a big role in that and just empowering you and pushing you? He definitely does because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. Yeah. Um, I gave up on business and he's like, when I first met him before we was even a, a, a relationship, he's like, what do you see yourself in five years? What do you want to do with yourself? Um, I think you need to do more. I think you need to do this. Even to, down to, switching jobs. I was working two full-time jobs. Why not get this job so you can pay you more? Why not do this? And he always pushes me to do more. Like right now he's like, I got the baby. Get on that podcast. Because yeah. he got on my nerves. But he <laughs> Inker Jules, you got you are this person. And I'm like, if you don't get I your love tip, that. But you know, because yeah. don't touch me. But he does that all the time. <laughs> he is so um encouraging and he never even if I was the breadwinner, he's like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. That's about that. So he pours into me um, constantly. And then my mom, yeah. she a go-getter. That is a hard-working working woman. Oh, my gosh. And she's always like, step out on faith. When I wanted to put it in my two weeks one um, job, even though I'm 33, I still look to my mom and say, okay, are you okay if I do this? Because yeah. I need I don't faith. God got you. You always say God don't play about you. Um, and reading the Bible, that's another way it pours into me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. And I love that you have people in your corner 
that really cheers you on. My husband, we got this thing at the house where he's like, clap it up, clap it up. Come on, you can do this. And I love that because now even my grandkids, they're like two, three, and 10. And as soon as they hear Pawpaw say, clap it up, they everybody just starts clapping, like, clap oh, it up, Pawpaw. So it's like teaching them to really root for themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm one of those people that, um, I don't, you know, some people don't need that push. They don't need that motivation. They motivate themselves. I need it. I, I need it. that motivation and I need that push. And I need to hear someone else say what I already know. You know what I mean? So I love that. You know, kudos to your husband. Kudos to your hey, husband for, for pushing you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> So my 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 final question for you, and I always say final, but sometimes I end up in not being final, but we always <laughs> kind of go back um, to previous episodes and we'll ask our guests what they thought about it. And when I was working on doing your interview, I thought about the interview that I did with a, one of our um, a guests. Her name was Deborah Mortimer. She was a trademark attorney. And it was um, season five, episode 75. And I wanted to get your thoughts around trademarking and protecting your brand. And I'm glad I saved that that question of that episode for you, because I've heard you say several times in this interview that you tra you've trademarked your brand, you've tra even trademarked pieces of your jewelry. So talk to us a little bit about why do you feel like that's so important? It is very important, especially when I will say from, okay, from a vendor standpoint, mm -hmm. um, vendors are about money. Yeah. And so if there is someone that comes in right behind you and say, oh, I made this for somebody, mm -hmm. um, I'll sell it to you too. Yeah. They're going to be like, okay, well, they wanted to, your brand, your um, piece was so perfect. That was to everybody. Um, having your own trademark um, protects you so much mm -hmm. and your brand. Um, there are a lot of people who likes lookalikes and trying to be like another brand, especially if they see you starting to grow. Right. Um, I want to do whatever she does. I want to sell whatever she's selling because right. she's clearly doing great. They don't even know it took like almost seven years to get here, but um, they're, they're quick to jump on and try to take your, your product or your name or your logo. Um, so protecting yourself, especially in this time, because this is a business type of world right now. Um, it's very, it's absolutely important because you protect yourself from the vendor. It protects yourself from um, people who's trying to potentially be just like you or steal your ideas or steal your products. Um, it's very important. I, I don't know how much more I can express, but it's yeah. so important because you don't, it, it will break your heart when you come up with something so special. And then next thing you know, someone turns around and have the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And then that person's making so much money off of something you design. Yeah. And, um, that has happened to me before. And so I will say, please, please, please protect yourself. Mm -hmm. um, if you're not sure on how, how to, there are so many different um, platforms to find trademark. I just happen to have a great um, aunt that does stuff like this, but um, definitely protect yourself. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I agree. And we didn't know how important it was until we started this podcast. We took a, a master class. And in that class, they had a trademark attorney there and she really broke mm -hmm. down some things for us. And it was like, oh, my gosh, you think all the time that you copywriting your, your stuff protects you. But copywriting doesn't protect you like trademark. Trademark should be the first thing you do. Copyright yep. is the latter thing that you do. But no one had ever really, you know, explained that in that in that detailed. And I didn't know to research that. And so we listened to that attorney. So, and then when I had the, um, the friend of mine who was a trademark attorney here, man, she just blew, blew it out the water. Like she really broke down everything, you know, mm -hmm. comparing copywriting to trademarking and, you know, how people talk about the poor man's copyright, where you can put your stuff in an envelope and seal it and mail it to yourself. And that's copyright and how that does not work in the court of law. And, is just amazing. She just broke oh, everything. Podcast. <laughs> Make sure I know what I'm doing too. Mm -hmm. but episode 70, episode 75. She is amazing. Amazing. She really breaks it down for us. She breaks down brand protection versus trademarking your name. 
you know, okay. not not particularly your brand and what you stand for, but your name. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's really good. You should listen. It's really good. Oh, well. and um so my next is what are your current projects what are you working on what's next and um shout out your community um i will say what's next what is next so i am hoping to um launch my first vending machine yes Thank you. I'm still in the process of, I have found a vendor. Mm-hmm. Um, now I am looking for different locations um, just to see where it will do well at. I um, mean, it will just be not my custom jewelry. It will be like regular pieces, something quick that you want to grab when you're going out. Um, so I'm hoping that comes into play. And then I, w- I think that is the most thing that I'm about to do. Right now we are still growing because, you know, now I'm full-time entrepreneur. So yes. yes. I'm looking for an assistant eventually. <laughs> um, and I will say I will shout out all of my wonderful, wonderful Tinker family. Yeah. I will not be here making this choice and having a, a little bit more freedom for my child. Um, <laughs> I love my family so much and they know it. I have people come to my pop-up over the weekend because they are so, so family. They're a family. All so right. I love them much. I love that. So where can people find you? What is your handle, your social media handle, your website? Um, tell us where they can find you. Oh, you can definitely find me on TikTok. I'm on there all the yes, time. Yes, girl. <laughs> I got to get with that TikTok. Yes, it is a life-changing. It's life-changing. So TikTok, um, Tinker Jewels LLC. Then my Instagram is Tinker Jewels LLC too. Um, and then... Um, my website is www.tinkerjewelsllc.com. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love that you said www. People tell yeah. me that you don't have to say the I said I have to because it feels good. I just have to say it. Good. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, if I don't put it in there, I'm like, that don't sound don't right. Get, like, you ain't going to get it right. You ain't going to get it right. Right. <laughs> so, Nikita, do you drink coffee? Every day. I cannot <laughs> coffee i will have a headache if i don't drink coffee that's how bad it is (laughs) so what is your favorite coffee moment what is your first of all what is your favorite coffee moment and what is your favorite coffee brand oh what do you mean by coffee moment yeah coffee moment like like one of one of my favorite coffee moments is sometimes my husband will wake me up the way our home sits is our morning room sits exactly where the sun rises. So I have big windows. And if you open my windows, you can literally watch the sun literally level the plane coming up. And so sometimes in the morning, he'll wake me up like super, super early. Or sometimes we get up around 4.30 in the morning to get podcasting done before our day starts. But it's in that quiet moment that's on our, with our cup of coffee on our deck. And I have even posted a couple of pictures of that on, on our Instagram. But on our deck, we sit there quiet, no sound, just drinking coffee and oh. watching that sunrise. That's one of my favorite coffee moments. I, I don't know if I can top that, but <laughs> my favorite coffee moments is because I drink it every single day. Is getting up before my son. Mm. Because when I, if I do not, I have to sip my coffee while I'm feeding him. So if mm-hmm. I can't get up and I'm still working on this, but mm-hmm. when, I, when I do get up and it's right before my son, my husband's still asleep, yeah. he's still asleep. And it's just me just sitting there sipping coffee in the dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just pray. That's like my moments where I just say, thank God for waking me up. Yeah. Um, to say a little bit of prayer and just read my scripture for the day and be able to take in my coffee. Cause I love hot coffee. I don't want yeah. no ice. Coffee. I want. No, I love both, but I, I love like both, hot but coffee. Morning when you drink your hot coffee after yeah. lunch, that is my favorite moment. Just a little time to myself before everyone wakes up, and I got to tend to everybody else. But just that's a little bit of time for me. And it's something about that morning before no one, before everyone else feet <laughs> hit the floor. It's <laughs> like girl, you can hear clear. Here. I mean, just everything. Yeah, I love that. Love it, love it, love it. So oh, <laughs> is that is, is your yeah. moment. So what coffee brand do you enjoy? I love Starbucks mm-hmm. um, or I get Pete's. 
Oh, I, okay. So I just, well, I, I, I love all kinds of coffees, but yeah. my husband just, um, sometimes I have to do decaf because of just sometimes the caffeine bothers my system a little bit. So I have to do decaf and I never have really found a great decaf that has a, um, enough body in it to make it feel like, you know, a good bodied coffee. And Pete's has one that my husband just found and I've been drinking it and it's amazing and it's decaf, but you would never know. Oh, that's sometimes when I have to have my evening coffee, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> the taste of coffee and yeah. that decaf eats, oh, it do it for me. I'm so happy you said you take evening coffee. When I say that, people are like, what? You drink oh. coffee at night, girl. And I go right to sleep sometimes. Go right to sleep. Don't bother me at all. <laughs> I have to have sometimes you need to keep just to keep going. It's a soothing. Yep. Yep. It's worth being yeah. addicted. It's things. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm glad that's mine. Well, yes. thank you. Thank you, Nikita. This has been so special. Oh, thank you so much. And I've learned some things like every guest we have on here. I, I always think, you know, well, I've done that. I've done that. But I always learn something every time. And just, you know, speaking with you and listening to your story and all the little nuggets that you have, I've learned, like I've made several notes tonight on things (laughs) that, (laughs) that I have learned. So this has been very special. So thank you so much for, for, um, being on our platform, you know, we're so honored that you're here. We really are. Um, I wanted to ask you, do you have any last parting words or words of advice uh, for our listeners before we wrap it up? Um, I will say stay consistent mm-hmm. in and do and pray. Yeah. Um, I will be nothing without God and Make sure you always put him first in your business and constantly pray. Pray for strength, pray for wisdom, pray for, um, pray over your business and just stay, stay, stay consistent. Even if you don't get a sale or you don't get the client that you want, or it's just think of it. This is just a moment. This is temporary. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a bigger picture. It's a bigger picture for this and just stay consistent. It's going to play out perfectly, yeah. but that's my oh. last verse. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Now I have a question. One more question. I knew I said that's the last one more question. Do you belong to because you're out of the DMV, do you are you a member of the Virginia Black Business Directory? I am and I will be yes. this an event. Yeah. So I will be there um the whole weekend, August was it thirteenth to mm-hmm. the fourth. I think the I think it's the twelfth to the fourth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll be there on the twelfth to the fourteenth. Yes, good. Well, you guys check that out. So you you didn't mention that. So check this out. The um, Virginia um, Black Business Director they're doing their their uh, their Black Expo, which is huge every year, and they have some big time celebrities come in and to share with you. They have a food truck festival, but they also have amazing vendors and Tinker Jewels with Naquita Naquita. Michael Gary is going to be there selling custom pieces and some regular pieces. And she's going to be vendoring, being as a vendor there all weekend, correct? All weekend. All weekend, y'all. Y'all can go there and get you, get you some and see her in person and come to be a part of her Tinker family. It's going to be a huge sale. Yeah. If you, um, it's going to be at least 50% off of customs if you come to the event. Yes. Wait, I'm about to write that down too. <laughs> yes i love it i love it this is just so amazing yes we joined the virginia black business directory some months ago and the resources has just changed the the trajectory of our business as far as relationships and meeting people and meeting you know resources and even meeting other podcasters and it's just been really cool so i'm so happy that you are part of them because if you wasn't i was going to tell you to to do it so definitely a part of it um i didn't know they had so many resources i haven't used it a lot i need to oh my gosh but i'm definitely a part of that i love that thing (laughs) they have amazing networking sessions and you know, stuff that I haven't been able to utilize fully, but it's there for you, which mm-hmm. is 
so great for our African-American community because there are so many other things that are not geared for us. You know, they're there, but it's, it's not for us, you know. So to to share that their their platform is for us and other, other cultures and ethnicity can come in, but it's based for us, you know. So I love that. Love it, love it. Love it. Thank you. Thank you of so course. much. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to meet you. Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for listening to Truth and Coffee Time podcast with D. Of course, as I said, my lovely, amazing co-host, Mr. B, is out doing Mr. B-ish. But y'all know we love you. We love y'all for real. And we're so excited that we had Miss Nakuita Mako Gary of Tinker's Jewel LLC on. And don't forget to pull up on her at the Black Expo in August. Um, she will be there vendoring all weekend. We are so honored that she has now become a part of the Truth and Coffee Time podcast journey. And we are just grateful that she shared so many nuggets with us. Don't forget to reach out to us at hello at diverselove.com or truthandcoffeetime at gmail.com. And our website is www.truthandcoffeetime.com. We love y'all for real. And we are so very happy and honored that you have allowed Miss Naquita from Tinker's Jewel LLC and me, Miss Denise, to come into wherever you're listening at to our podcast at to share our truth over coffee. Thank you, friends, for hanging with us. We got you. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and also please follow us on IG. Facebook, and Twitter. Our social platform is at Diverse Love. That's D-I-V-E-R-S-E-L-U-V. And don't forget, you can listen to our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Thank you, friends. We love y'all for real. Okay, me, take us out. It's Truth and Coffee time. Help me not think about all my lows. Think of who you are sometimes. Girl, you always on my mind Looking like it's truth and coffee time Tell me what you really wanna know